Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. I know that leaving a podcast review can be quite tricky, so I have made this as easy as possible for you. All you have to do is visit ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. I've also included this link in the show notes, so you can just click that link and it will show you a list of podcast platforms. Select your favorite podcast platform and you will see step-by-step on-screen instructions for exactly how to leave a podcast review. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start. I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start start. You will find videos of yours truly and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 19 pounds in 21 days, 100 pounds in 6 months, you name it, I have a client who has done it. And you can too. Check out IamClovis.com slash start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, I am offering you a very special deal on the Perfect Paleo Powder. 30% off your first purchase. In fact, that 30% discount will be applied to your entire cart for your first purchase at IamClovis.com. Head over to IamClovis.com, check out the Perfect Paleo Powder and all the other products that I have available, and you will get 30% off your first purchase. Just use promo code PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, P-E-R-F-E-C-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Perfect podcast, all one word. Apply this discount code at checkout and you will receive 30% off your entire first order. Just visit IamClovis.com to grab this special deal. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to Live. Ask me anything. Number 101. I'm going to be like the douchey people at restaurants and be on my phone. Excuse me. I'm just posting to Instagram and it can't wait because I'm super fucking important. (laughs) Hold on. For real though. So I did a a Instagram post to get people to come to the Facebook live. Ask me anything with the swipe up feature because I'm a fancy follower count and I tagged myself and my personal page so that I can also put it in the stories. So I'm just adding that to my personal story, and then I'm going to put the phone down and we can have a nice dinner, like a nice normal family, and not look at our screens. Except I don't have any food or wine for you. I'm out of wine. 
this is a problem. Anyway, what's up everybody? Welcome to AMA 101. I'm clean shaven for the first time in a long time. My beard was ridiculous there for a minute. I was looking homeless. Okay, we posted to both Instagrams now. The podcast is running. Sorry that I'm a couple minutes late. I had to run uh, maintenance scripts on my computer. My computer has not been behaving lately. So running GarageBand for the podcast and running the Facebook live stream at the same time was overloading CPU. I don't know. I'm not a nerd, but I got to go to the, the, the nerd bar or wherever I go to the Apple store and be like, make this faster. Please do that. Um, so what's up, everybody? Yeah, Judy, you look 12. I know I feel the same way because I've had that beard now for, God, I had a beard for a long time. The beard happens out of sheer laziness, everybody, because I do a lot of things on given days and I realize that I am running out of time for self-care. So... <laughs> trying to work on that, but did get a badass workout in today and a whole bunch of time in the sauna. I've really, really been taking advantage of my sauna time every day. Now I'm in Airbnb. I turned, uh, so my home is an Airbnb, but I've turned it off for the entire month of February, which is beautiful after being in Mexican jail. I called Allie, who's my magical woman who runs the Airbnb from Southern Domestic Divas. And I just said, hey, let's turn the Airbnb off. Give me a month in my house. I need to recuperate and swing kettlebells and lift heavy shit and go in my sauna and have my stand-up desk in my office and all those things. So it's beautiful. So welcome everybody. What's up? Welcome to AMA 101. I don't have anything planned for tonight, by the way. There's a topic that I want to touch on that's that's just on fire in all the, the Facebook groups. So we're going to dig into that. Uh, what do we got here? What's up, Nicole? What's up, Ariel? What's up, Michelle? Laura, hello. Emily, hi from Maine. I love Maine. I used to go to Rangeley, Maine each and every summer. Um, and I still go, actually. Some summers I still go. My buddy's got a house in, in Rangeley, and I love it. It's awesome. What's up, Erica? What's up, Judy? What's up, Catherine? And again, Facebook doesn't show me all the people that are here. It shows me the number of live viewers, which is cool. Um, so what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome. AMA 101. So it's not going to be a whiteboard presentation like AMA 100 was. Just some housekeeping. Go watch AMA 100. Um, if I could choose a single episode for people to listen to in terms of Clovis content, it would be AMA 100. Um, there is a whiteboard presentation at clovis.show slash AMA 100. That's an easy URL, clovis.show slash AMA 100, but you don't you don't have to do the whiteboard presentation. It's just videos fun sometimes, but it works really well as a podcast as well. Share that with people. You guys got to understand the bullshit that is calories in, calories out. It's just ridiculous. If one more person tells me the science says, I don't know, I might close the doors and go live as a hermit in Thailand or something and never explore the depths of the internet again. It's just, it's it's so crazy to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're just lacking critical thinkers in, in modern society. It's really nuts. People just swallow what they're given whole and don't question it at all. By the way, also rocking the oldest of the old school perfect paleo powder t-shirts. This is actually a misprint from the first paleo effects I ever, I was ever at uh, years ago. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Check out AMA 100. Also check out the podcast with Marty Kendall. So that released uh, yesterday. That is Marty Kendall from Optimizing Nutrition. This is one of my favorite conversations that I've had because there is no nutrition dogma with it whatsoever, even though I try to interject my own dogma of a high-protein, low-carbohydrate, paleo-ancestral, lectin-free, anti-inflammatory diet that is Clovis. Um, I believe that Clovis is, is just very well aligned with, with ancestral principles. Um, so that is my personal bias, I guess, based on my research. But Marty's great about this stuff. Just focusing on gram-for-gram -gram nutrient density will yield unbelievable results 
for your fat loss goals, muscle gain goals, whatever your goals might be. The guy's got a program for you. He's got a ton of data. Data. He's got over a dozen cookbooks that are crazy. His cookbooks are crazy in depth. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, he has OptimizingNutrition.com and NutrientOptimizer.com, but it's confusing for people because he uses the British spelling. So Optimizing and Optimizer are spelled with an S. But anyway, uh, go check that out. That's Clovis.show slash Marty. So just so you guys know, most of these podcasts are super easy to find. Like if I have Rob Wolf on, it's Clovis.show slash Rob, R-O-B-B. Um, Clovis.show slash Marty. When I had Will from Ojai Energetics on, it's Clovis.show slash Ojai, O-J-A-I, right? Um, Clovis.show slash Just Thrive or Just Thrive Probiotics or Clovis.show slash Genetics for my genetics test show with Anthony J. So it's really easy to get to the show notes. I want you guys to be taking full advantage of these Clovis show notes. I give robust show notes, resources, links like the Anthony J Genetics Podcast. All of my blood work is there. My DNA analysis directly from Anthony J is there. Um, super transparent, really cool to kind of follow along with that stuff to actually have the PDFs, um, to be looking at the same PDFs that Dr. Anthony J and I were during that show. So anyway, just a little plug there for Clovis.show. Don't forget to go to Clovis.show and check out those show notes. There's links, there's links to products and discounts. If, uh, if I have a founder of a company on and they give me a discount, that's where you're going to find the discount in the show notes and links. Um, yeah, so check that stuff out. Go to Clovis.show. You'll love it. As for right now, click the love button, click the happy button, click the smiley button, the thumbs up button. Make that Facebook algorithm love us. The more comments, the more engagement we get, the more people see this. You can tag your friends in this. It's fantastic. You're going to love it, right? Michelle, what's up, guys? What's up, Michelle? I'll be in and out. Still at work. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I will. Yes. Yep. No, don't leave us. I won't. I won't leave. I promise. I just need people to stop talking about calories in, calories out. It's insane. Love some of the old merch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, there was a question. Uh, Judy, I think you asked me a question and said I'm completely sold out of merch. That was a very confusing question for me because I am not nearly sold out of merch. There is a boatload of merch. Um, even the specific merch that you asked for, which was Eat Whole Foods, Change the World, there's a ton of those shirts available. Um, you just got to go to IamClovis.com and then click the shop button and then click the merch button. And there is a boatload of merch. And yeah, just tons. And the thing is, a lot of my merch is actually what's called print on demand. It's printed when you order it. So it's impossible for me to be out of stock. So like literally, it's not possible for me to be out of stock on most of my t-shirts because um, they'll, they'll only be printed once you order them. Uh, the turnaround time is a little bit longer, but it helps me. I don't have to sit on, um, I don't have to sit on, on inventory, right? I've got $25 in credits in the store. I need an old school shirt. I, I don't have these. These these don't exist. This is this is literally, particularly this one, this this misprint, that's why the green is all like kind of nasty looking, is like this doesn't even exist. Um, I do have some old school Perfect Paleo Powder shirts uh, in my closet. Maybe I'll do those as like a giveaway or something. I'll figure it out. Um, got all the free eBooks. Awesome. That's cool. All right. So let's dig in to this week's topic because this is really important. Um, I was talking to Jackie about this the other day it's, and it's really been uh, mind-blowing for me. So let's talk about plastic surgery. So this spawned a, a question. So I'm going to read the question for you then explain how this happened. So the question says, do you ever think it's okay to have plastic surgery? What if someone has lost 150 pounds and wants to remove loose skin or has breastfed four kids and wants breast augmentation? Obviously, there is no one right answer here, but do you think all of this is based on the ego or cultural slash social conditioning about what a woman or man should look like? Is there any viability in wanting to do it for yourself? Positive body image, etc. You're such an amazing coach and really get down to the root cause. I would love to hear your analysis about the issue. Okay. I want to dig into this and it's going to take some time. Um, this should probably just be its own episode. Maybe it will be. Maybe we're just going to talk about this tonight. Um, also, I just want to say whenever I'm sitting at the table like this and it's not a presentation, hit me with your comments. 
hit me with the comments. I will continually try to check them and make sure that I'm seeing these comments coming in. I want this to be an actual conversation, but there's so much to this question that's fantastic. So I wanna dig into all of them. So um, one, I'm glad the topic came up and this happened because of a crazy gig that I played. So I did a, um, a Facebook Live video in Clovis Academy and I did this live video in the Clovis Academy which spawned a conversation in I Am Clovis Facebook group. So if you're not a part of I Am Clovis, it's because you're not a paid I Am Clovis member. The I Am Clovis group is for paid I Am Clovis members and this is where deeper, like more personal conversations happen, right? Clovis Academy is a private group, it's a private safe space, but anyone can join that group and just be approved just by requesting. Um, I Am Clovis, we go a little bit deeper and we tend to talk about some of these deeper things like plastic surgery. So there's this, this thread in there that has like 70 plus comments now of just amazing brave women sharing their stories and thoughts and ideas uh, and, and desires really on plastic surgery. So I really, really wanna dig into this. Um, so I have probably had about 10 conversations since I posted this live video in Clovis Academy and have seen just women of, of all ages, skin color, body shape, sizes, et cetera, et cetera, all deal with the same thing. And uh, I didn't realize that men also deal with this tremendously. So I'm gonna comment more on that. I wanna talk about the male side of this in a minute because uh, this whole conversation has given me just this glaring slap in the face of self-awareness, uh, a part of my own ego that I didn't even fully understand that I'm that I'm starting to come to grips with now. And I'm just gonna share this with you guys. I'm gonna share with you guys, like this entire week has been very reflective for me. Um, so I'm gonna share what that looks like. What does it look like when I peel off a layer of the, of the onion and, and your coach, Justin, goes, oh shit, here's a real weak point. Damn, I gotta work on that, okay? I don't like that. I don't like that thing. I need to change this behavior. So you guys will get to witness this in real time and keep up with this in the Facebook groups and everything. But I, I mean, this is a glaring issue that I have discovered in myself from this thread. So this all happened because I, I'm a professional musician and I played this super fancy black tie event that was an awards ceremony for a very well-known plastic surgery company. I'm not gonna tell you the name or anything like that, but they have nationwide plastic surgery clinics all across the country. And they were giving awards to the people that did the clinics that did the best, the, these women that run these clinics that did the best. All women, all crazy decked out with a tremendous amount of plastic surgery on themselves. Um, so it was really just kind of gnarly for me. So we were playing uh, intro and outro music as people went up and down the stage to accept their awards. We were playing live music and they sure had a shitload of money to spend on us. So uh, it was a great gig for me, but uh, it was also very strange. It brought up a lot of feelings um, given that I am Justin from Clovis and just try to help people, you know? So it was really, really crazy to hear these statistics. So uh, here's some of the statistics I heard. I got some notes here at this award ceremony, right? So one clinic won an award for doing $700,000 in a single quarter. Another clinic treated over 11,000 clients with actual surgical procedures, over 11,000 clients in a single year. Uh, another clinic, and this is what spawned my ego bullshit, is uh, another clinic was awarded for doing the most chest implants for males, AKA pec implants, okay? This triggered me big time, which I did not expect. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, another clinic even won an award for least cancellations after booking, meaning this person was the best salesperson. They were the best at convincing people not to change their minds if they got cold feet about an upcoming procedure. And, um, and yeah, it was it was just kind of kind of mind boggling to me. So there was all these crazy, just different procedures that they had. Uh, I mean, different awards that they set up had set up for all these different things. It was nuts. So I decided to look up some actual statistics, and I got some notes here for this too. So uh, it turns out that in the year 2018, 
17.7 million cosmetic procedures were performed. 17.7 million procedures in the U.S. in 2018. Now, that's 6% of the population. 6% of the entire population got a cosmetic procedure. Now, this is nowhere near, you know, like people that are on statin drugs or antidepressant medication or 50% of the population has a chronic disease or something. But but I'm going to get into why this reminds me of the nutrition space and how this all ties together. It's kind of crazy. 6% of the population? Staggering, right? So $16.5 billion were spent on cosmetic surgeries, um, cosmetic procedures, some surgical, some non, some minimally invasive, they call them or whatever. $16.5 billion in the year 2018. Females accounted for 92% of patients. Males accounted for 8% of patients. 49% of patients were between the ages of 40 and 54. So if there's one thing we know, it's that this seems to be what we would call a quote-unquote aging population. An aging Clovis population looks much different than normal mainstream America, but this seems to be aging people who are taking up the vast majority of these surgical procedures, 49%. Now, the most staggering statistic to me was that 454,000 procedures, cosmetic procedures, 454,000 cosmetic procedures were performed on children aged 13 to 19. 454,000 clinical procedure, cosmetic procedures. Now, let me just be super general. I'm making this up. I don't know if they included this in the statistics, but I was like, maybe some of those kids were like in a fire or in a car accident or disfigured or injured some severe way that required cosmetic procedure. Let's, I just wanna be, I don't know if they included that, I should look that up, but maybe I'm just hoping that some of that number is due to something like that. But a full 227,000 of those procedures were 100% cosmetic, meaning there was not a medical need for them. I do know that much. Now, I also looked it up and sure as shit, there are a bunch of crazy fucking parents out there that are allowing their kids to do what's called elective, let me do not disturb this phone, but they're doing what's called elective cosmetic procedures. So there's this literally like teenagers getting breast implants. I actually have a friend of mine who, who got this, uh, was had that gifted to her as, as a graduation present by her parents. A high school graduation present, right, was breast implants. So I know people personally that have done things like this. Um, that's madness to me. I can't, I can't wrap my brain around it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, but these, the, these statistics are, are absolutely crazy, right? So anyway, let's dig in here. So I want to directly answer your question. So I don't seem like I'm dodging this or anything, but my gut. Yeah, I guess let's just go with my gut here. So, so my, my intuitive response to your question is yes, of course, I think it is okay for any woman to get any surgical procedure that she wants at any given time. The same way it's okay for me to get tattoos or pierce my nipples or shave my head or whatever weird shit I decide to do, right? And and I, I have met countless people to at this point because I'm in the nutrition and fitness space, right? Countless people who probably require very invasive cosmetic surgery because of tremendous weight loss. But you also know what I'm gonna say next here. And that is that the only reason they require this surgery is because the weight loss was handled completely improperly and was extremely unhealthy, AKA massive caloric restriction and or bypass surgeries, gastric bypass surgeries, bypass sleeves, gastric sleeves, all these things, right? So these people were basically deformed by 
horrific nutrition practices that were completely unnecessary, right? You guys know that I've cited this before, the longest ever supervised medical fast. This guy fasted 382 days. I have this guy's statistics memorized. He fasted 382 days. He was 456 pounds. At the end of 382 days, he weighed 180 pounds with zero excess skin, zero. 456 pounds to 180 pounds, zero excess skin. Fasting, why? Because of the magic of autophagy, the body breaking down its own unnecessary proteins, right? Cells, tissues made of cells and proteins and amino acids, they get broken down during the process of autophagy. The body cleans up and uses its own sources of energy. The same way it would use body fat, the body can tap into its own tissues, which are made up of amino acids, right? It can do this. This is how autophagy works. This is how you have this guy with no excess skin. And the crazy thing is people still literally think this is impossible. I tell them this story. This guy lost 300 plus pounds with no excess skin. They just, they just don't think that it's true. People actually believe with their whole heart that if you have 150 pounds to lose, you just know that you're going to lose 150 pounds and then you're going to need a whole bunch of cosmetic surgery to get rid of that skin, to get these, this skin removal surgery. People just kind of accept this, which is madness. It's just madness. It's not required, right? But they accept this because of things like the biggest loser TV show and Jillian Michaels, one of the assholes of the world, right? Like it literally, this is why these things happen. They actually see it portrayed on TV. The before and after pictures in the sports bra, the biggest loser people. Then you got 60 pounds of excess skin. Of course, you got to do something like that. And what you got to do something with that skin, like a, like a procedure or something. But then what do we know is that these biggest loser people, the biggest loser study, an actual study that studied all the participants of this TV show, they all gain the weight back and then some because it's in, in, incredibly horrific nutrition practices, you know? It's it's absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, again, like Michelle and Stephanie, it's like, it's almost unbelievable, right? Didn't think it would be possible, right? Absolutely, it is possible. It's 100% possible, absolutely, okay? So the other thing I wanna to touch on here is in the question she said, you know, is this just American culture or whatever? Yeah, of course it is, of course it's cultural. You know, that's, and this is where the pec implants thing came in because it's not just women standing in the grocery store, standing in the Walmart aisle and seeing all the bikini bodies. It's seeing dudes with pecs and six packs. This is bothering men as well, right? So it's all cultural conditioning. And I will tell you right now, I have been in the jungle. I've been in the jungle. I've been in the rainforest. I've been in the jungles of different continents with indigenous tribes that don't wear clothes. And I assure you, they look nothing like the fitness models on the magazines in the aisle at Walmart. And yes, the women's boobs are saggy. Yes, their nipples are huge and extremely elongated from years and years of breastfeeding. I have watched indigenous mothers breastfeed their children three feet away from me. And yes, their boobs are very large. Yes, their boobs are very saggy. Yes, they have big old bellies because the baby is a newborn and attached to them 100% of the time. Yes, these things happen, okay? So, but this is a cultural thing. And the same way that the, the, the male hunter-gatherers in these tribes don't look like the rock. I use this example all the time. The rock would die in an indigenous tribe. He wouldn't die, but he would shrivel down to a normal-sized human. It's incredibly metabolically expensive to have that amount of muscle on you. It just doesn't make sense, right? So, of course, this is cultural. The men in hunter-gatherer tribes' ancestral times look nothing like the men on the magazine covers, and the women look nothing like the women on the magazine covers. And yes, the indigenous tribes' women have a ton 
of the same body issues that you have. They just don't think about it because these people walk around naked all the time and don't give a shit. They don't have shame. They don't have shame around sex. They don't have shame around body image, none of this stuff. It's I, I think sexual culture in America is so fucking broken, I can't even tell you. I, you. You would do your kids a giant favor to talk to them about sex as early as possible, to talk to them about porn that they're gonna see before the age of 11, to talk to them as soon as possible about that, to literally encourage them to be sexually actively in a safe, active in a safe way. I'm telling you, I am 100% anti-mainstream in how parents handle sex with kids in America. It's fucking devastating. It's absolutely devastating. The amount of shame we have around sex in America is so broken and so horrifically perverted. There's a reason why Fifty Shades of Grey is shit that people consume. Because of this constant suppression, it makes me so angry, I can't even tell you how we have failed children in America when it comes to sex. It drives me nuts. So yes, that's a cultural thing. And yes, our body shame is surrounding that, right? If you guys want, go watch, um, I haven't even seen this yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about this. Apparently Gwyneth Paltrow has a, a show called The Goop on Netflix and they do one about vaginas. The amount of women that just get clit surgery and labia surgery and all these things to change how their vagina looks because they only see vaginas in porn. This It's so messed. We're so broken in America. This so hide sex. Sex is shameful. Hide your body. Blah, 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 blah. Get out of here. I'm going to do a Clovis retreat. Make everybody walk around naked. It's freaking... <laughs> I'm not really going to do that. I, don't think I'll do that. I know. It's too far, Justin. You've gone too far. But it's, it's sickening to me. It just it makes me crazy the way that we think about the human body. It's actually absolutely staggering. Right? Ridiculous. Okay. So, anyway. So, yes, I do think it's cultural. But let's dig in. So, if you're stuck in a, in, a, in a hard spot, what I mean by a hard spot is the damage is already done. So, you've done something like gastric bypass. You've done something like a, a gastric sleeve or whatever the different surgeries are called. You've lost 250 pounds. You have a bunch of excess skin. You're dealing with this thing. Of course, I'm, I would never tell you not to go get a surgical procedure done, right? So go ahead and do that. I think that there's countless reasons why people need sometimes cosmetic surgical procedures. Does that mean that I think you should be going and doing shit like injecting Botox in your armpit so you don't get pit stains? Fuck no. If you're 30 years old, if you're my age and you, you notice a single wrinkle starting to form on your forehead, oh my God, should you inject Botox? Absolutely not, right? I honestly don't think you should get any plastic surgery unless it's completely necessary. And I do totally believe that it's completely necessary for countless reasons, right? Now, the other thing to think about, like Jackie said with the cleft lip uh, uh, thing, I mean, some people choose to get that fixed, some people don't, right? You got to think about this. There's some people get a shit roll of the dice. That's it. And they're born with deformities that make normal life damn near impossible. They go out in public and they get stared at everywhere they go. Those people deserve a normal life. Absolutely, right? And sure, society shouldn't judge them in a perfect world, but this world is far from perfect, as we know, okay? So, of course, I think plastic surgery is a totally viable option. Some people should totally do it for countless different reasons, okay? Countless different reasons. Now, let's talk about confidence because I want to touch on this part of the, the equation. This part of the question I think is very important. I have seen this a lot. I've, I've had a lot of friends who are girls. I've had, a, I've had girlfriends, right? And I hear this confidence thing a lot. Women want to feel confident in their body. So I'm not going to tell you what should or should not make you confident. It is not my place to decide what would or would not make you feel confident. I'm not going to play that game. I am all for a woman's body is her body, right? 100% in everything. And I don't get to decide what makes you confident and what doesn't make you feel confident. So I want you guys to understand, 
I spent the first 27 years of my life absolutely hating my body. I get it, right? Now, that's going to bring us to a different thing too because I know a lot of you women are going to be like, oh yeah, Justin with his body doesn't like his body, right? And, and think that I'm a dickhead for saying that or whatever. But okay, so let's just get into this. All that I ask is if you are even remotely considering this, that you have at least a year under your belt of daily self-awareness practice, whether that is meditation, whether that is journaling, whether that is traditional therapy. See a therapist once a week for a year before you make this decision. You need to spend a significant amount of time reflecting, journaling, practicing daily self-awareness, reading books, reading blogs with first-hand accounts of women who have done what you're about to do, reading the dangers of different types of silicone breast implants, different kinds of plastics that you're putting in your body, the risk of them bursting, bursting, the risk of them leaching, the risk of scar tissue forming around them. What does it look like if you decide to reverse it down the line? Do a significant amount of education and a significant amount of self-reflection. And the reason I say self-awareness and self-reflection is because plastic surgery, from what I've seen, ladies and gentlemen, I was a professional musician. I've been a professional musician for 18 years. I have known a lot of females with a lot of plastic surgery, okay? Let me just tell you that flat out. Now, from what I've seen, plastic surgery falls into the dangerous category of I'll be happy when. And I want you to really think about this and really take this to heart. If you wake up in the morning and you see your saggy boobs in the mirror, and you think, if only I didn't have saggy boobs, I would be confident, you're fucking lying to yourself, okay? I promise you, you were lying to yourself. That is not the heart of your self-confidence issues. It just isn't, okay? This is the I'll be happy when situation. I'll be happy when I'm rich. I'll be happy when I'm debt-free. I'll be happy when I leave my asshole husband. I'll be happy when I'm in a healthy relationship. I'll be happy when I drive a Tesla. I'll be happy when I move to a new city. I'll be happy when I have perfect boobs and big pouty lips and no wrinkles on my forehead. I'll be happy when, okay? This is the problem that I see with plastic surgery. I'll be happy when. I think that people are looking at this like a Band-Aid, okay? It's a really big deal. So there's this like, there's a cliche quote, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's basically the quote is, wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, there you are. Understand that, okay? So I see this a lot in the digital nomad space of remote work and traveling around to Thailand and the islands of Thailand and going to Indonesia and going to Croatia and Greece and Norway and Iceland and going to South America and all these places where people like me are entrepreneurs or they're remote workers and they travel around. They just think they're going to be happy. Like American culture is toxic. I don't like Donald Trump. I'm going to move to Thailand. I'll be happy in Thailand. Wherever you go, there you are. Understand what I'm saying with my finger in this camera. Wherever you go, there you are. You, your internal self with all your fucking baggage comes with you. Everywhere you go, your internal baggage is still right there with you when you got a nice set of new boobs, okay? All your baggage is still there. I assure you 100%. So I promise you, if you're a female and you get a nice new set of boobs, your confidence will not improve. Not over the long term. It'll be like buying a new car. I have a fancy new car. A week later, you're like, I'm used to this car. 
<laughs> right? And you'll probably end up annoyed by the enhancement or the augmentation that you did. And I say this because I have been told firsthand by very close friends, very young, gorgeous women, that they seriously, seriously regret their breast implants and are considering complete removal of them and dealing with the side effects that come with that complete removal, right? Now, if you're a male, I promise you, if you're a male and you get a nice new set of pecs, your confidence will decrease. I can basically promise you that because you will know the truth. You will have bigger pecs, but you will know that that Justin guy from Clovis can still murder you in 15 seconds. It will make you feel fraudulent, okay? So this is the other thing that we need to talk about here. This is a double-edged sword. And I'm not saying you should or should not get plastic surgery. Again, it's a decision for you. I wanna have this, this conversation, get the wheels spinning so you can think about this stuff, okay? It's really important. The self-awareness, all this stuff, it's a really big deal. You gotta think about this stuff, okay? So another thing I'm gonna talk about, elephant in the room, maybe gonna make me enemies. Uh, I know that when I do this, this AMA that I'm planning on doing that I think is one of the most important topics, I'm gonna give you a little tiny teeny taste of it because I have it here in my notes for you. I'm gonna give you a little tiny teeny taste of it and it's probably gonna get me eaten alive and I know when I do the AMA it's gonna get me eaten alive and I'm aware of it and I care too much to not do it because I am that fucking influencer, okay? If I'm gonna embrace this influencer thing that has become Clovis, I'm gonna talk about the shit that needs to get talked about. So the elephant in the room here that nobody wants to talk about is that these conversations are happening for the same reason that Clovis exists as a company and you all love it so much. This conversation's happening because you've been lied to your entire life by the mainstream, okay? So don't hate me for reminding you of this, but prevention is the best cure. What's the best way to get out of a rear naked choke in jujitsu? Don't get put in a rear naked choke. What's the best way to avoid plastic surgery? Don't let your body get to a position where it needs plastic surgery. So yes, I know I know the conversations on that. I'm all for like the empathy and the empowerment and, and accepting your body where it is and the self-love and all this stuff. And I know that a lot of you mamas, you hate seeing the mommies of Instagram who had perfect abs before their three kids and now they have perfect abs again after their three kids. And people love to call this unrealistic and say it's impossible and love to call those women outliers. But I can tell you right now, I know those mamas personally and they're badass people. And they don't work any harder than I do at my physique. They don't kill themselves in the gym. They don't starve themselves on 500 a day calorie diets. They're not doing a boatload of, cal of, of, of cardio. They're not doing plastic surgery or anything. These are real people. But the difference is they don't do any of the bullshit that the mainstream masses do and their bodies bounce right back. So it's important to remember that someone at the health level of me, let's say, if I, Justin, well, this doesn't make sense. If, if there's a female that's the equivalent health level of me and they have a baby, they are not gonna gain more than the necessary baby weight. They're gonna lose it very quickly on the back end. They're gonna be in great physical health very quickly on the back end. If they had abs, they're probably gonna get their abs back very quickly, okay? But it's important to note that they were extremely healthy before having children. Extreme, I'm gonna repeat this again. Extremely healthy before having children. That is a game changer. So all of the complaints from all the Clovis mamas that you guys have about your bodies, I totally feel you. I feel you here, right? The complaints that you have about your bodies after babies is because of the decades that you weren't Clovis, okay? It's not because 
you can't expect like I was Clovis for six months before my pregnancy and what the hell? I gained a bunch of weight during my pregnancy and I'm having metabolic problems and all this stuff. It's, it's that nobody was Clovis prior to having the babies. Prior to having the babies, of course, right? This is the prevention thing. So yes, the mamas that piss you off on Instagram, they really exist and they're fucking great people, man. And they, they are, I really am tired of like the shaming, the, the shaming on both ends, but like shaming the hot fit people and the mamas who like have their shit together. Cause I know a ton of moms who are homeschooling multiple kids who run e-commerce companies, who have fantastic bodies, who do hot yoga and you know, eat really well and cook meals for their kids and everything. These people exist guys. When I have kids, I will be one of those people. I love it. My brother and my friends that have babies or all these people are like, you'll see, you'll see when you have kids, Justin. And I'm like, nah, bitch, you'll see. You will see when I have kids, period. There is no fast food. There's no pizza. There's no not exercising. There's no not doing Clovis. Nope, not gonna exist, okay? So anyway, this brings me to this topic of being healthy before the babies. Now, obviously, you don't have a time machine. You can't go back in time. You can't change these things, right? But the reason why I bring this up, and I know it's painful. I know this is painful for me to say this, and I'm really sorry for that. But these things need to be said. The people that are out there in Clovis that aren't mamas yet, you need to hear this shit. The, the dads, the people that aren't dads yet, that want to be dads, maybe you're dealing with low T or something like that, you need to hear this shit too, Okay? And here is where the fire is going to start. The reason why I bring this up is because I want to do a full-blown presentation on IVF treatments, on in vitro fertilization. I want to do an entire episode just on this with a whiteboard presentation with statistics, and I want to talk to you about infertility to help people understand just how astronomically dangerous it is to implant a human life in a body that is not healthy enough to support that human life. I need you to understand the problem with this, okay? And I can't think of anything worse, in all honesty. You guys know my biggest trigger is injustice. My biggest, biggest trigger is injustice when it comes to children. And I truly, truly think that this is a topic that needs to be discussed. Okay, because it is the mama, a very good person who desperately wants to love a child, who wants to bring a child into the world and they want to love it with their whole heart. And I totally get that. I have goosebumps saying this to you. I get it, mamas. You want to have a baby. You want to bring a baby into this world. You want to love it. It is, it is nothing but good that you're trying to put into the world. Okay. But you have to understand that IVF is doing this. It is sacrificing the health of the child to do so. Okay, and this is all in the name of fairness because it's not fair that some women are infertile. I feel that. I feel that with my whole heart. It's not fair. Okay, I truly do. And that's why I want to help people actually understand the truth of infertility. And that's what I will cover in the future with this IVF treatment thing because guys, there is nothing more dangerous than that. There's nothing more dangerous. I'm telling you. It is, it's staggering. Not to mention that it's a racket. It's stealing your money. I have friends that have spent $150,000 on IVF and still had to go adopt a baby. There's a reason for that. That's a body telling you something, okay? Really, really big deal. Really big deal. This is super important, okay? Big deal. So, yeah, we gotta do a whole episode on IVF. We absolutely have to. This, it crushes my heart every day. 
It crushes my heart every day. And you know, uh, shit like This Is Us TV shows, you gotta stop that shit. You know, you can't, you can't be 500 pounds and support a baby in your body. You just can't. And you don't get to put that shit out there, NBC or ABC or whatever channel you're on. It's just, yeah, we'll, we'll figure, I don't know. I, you got to help people with this stuff. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this, this episode's flying by. But I want to get back to another topic of fairness because I'm not going to dig into IVF right now. But I want to talk about this topic of fairness because something that I see all the time, and I have seen this happen in person, and I, it's, I've been very uncomfortable with it. I've seen it happen in person at entrepreneurial masterminds when people compare themselves to one another. I've seen it happen at nutrition and fitness conventions where people compare themselves to one another. And I've seen this happen within this conversation of plastic surgery, okay? So like I said, this is something that impacts everyone. Men, women, females of all shapes and sizes, mamas, non-mamas, every skin color, every every health condition, everything you could think of, okay? It's a big deal. So, but this other topic of fairness brings me to this shaming thing of some people really get bothered by these like extraordinary mamas and stuff. So when I see, this happens over and over and over in online conversation, conversations, right? We're talking about some kind of self-love or insecurity or body insecurity or something like that. And then a hot girl chimes in, right? A super attractive, skinny, hot girl will jump into the conversation and really want to be a part of this thing because she's really struggling with the same exact problems that you are. She is struggling with the same exact problems you are. I repeat that. She's struggling with the same exact problems you are. The self-love, the self-insecurity, the all the different problems you're dealing with, she's dealing with those same emotional and mental issues. And then everyone else subconsciously excludes her from the group and the conversation. And they do this subtly by over and over reminding her just how gorgeous she is, okay? And I know this all too well. There's a hilarious quote that I tell people is that I'm one of the only males in the world who kind of knows what it's like to be a hot girl, okay? Because like I said, I had hated my body. The first 27 years of my life, I hated my body. And all the while, that entire time, I was on stage every night. Thousands of people every week seeing me on stage, right? I'm having countless girls tell me how sexy I was and handing me room keys to their hotel room and literally buying my boxer briefs for cash. No, that's not a joke. I have sold my boxer briefs for cold hard cash to female audience members. I'm not kidding, okay? All the while, me inside my inner self, wherever you go, there you are, my inner self, Truly not understanding what the hell these women saw in me because I hated my body. I hated the damn thing. Hated my whole body. Hated it, right? That's a very strange position to be in. And it makes me feel tremendously for these women that are considered very attractive by, you know, normal societal standards, but they're extremely insecure about their appearance and they don't get a lot of support. They don't get a lot of love for their insecurities, right? Nobody feels bad for them. It's like, oh yeah, fuck you, bitch. You're 100 pounds and you got perfect boobs and six-pack abs, right? No, everybody's mean to them for some reason. It's, it's, But they're dealing with the same exact insecurities. I promise you this, right? So I'm not going to harp on this, but it's something to consider. So if you think of yourself as unattractive or overweight or deformed or you don't fit society's idea of a bikini model, Victoria's Secret girl, you've had six kids or whatever, and then some young single girl tries to be included in this conversation about insecurity and lack of self-love and, and body dysmorphia or whatever, I just wanna act that you, I wanna ask that you check your own ego here, right? 
Like, do you get defensive when a really attractive girl says that she thinks she's ugly or she thinks she's fat? Because if you do, then you've got some serious ego work to do. This happens both ways, okay? You can't just be a victim and only feel bad for yourself and allow nobody else to feel bad for themselves. That's not empathy, right? So anyway, so how much time we get? Let me dig into some of these questions and I'm going to show you some other stuff. What are your thoughts on laser uh, LASIK surgery for eye correction? Now, uh, one, I'm going to have an expert on uh, myopia um, on the podcast, which is going to be really cool to talk about. Um, but laser surgery, I mean, uh, LASIK, I don't really know. Uh, I've seen fantastic stories. Most stories are like absolutely, totally awesome. And then some are terrible. So my dad got LASIK surgery when it first came out and was uber expensive. And he had to have it four times because they messed it up every single time. So um, yeah, my own personal thoughts on LASIK is I have not dug into the research enough, but I do know that it's it's been wildly successful for like countless people. Um, but you can ask Papa Nault how he feels about that because he had LASIK four different times and he turned 61 this Valentine's Day. Everybody say happy birthday to Papa Nault in the groups. Um, he turns 61 and he uses reading glasses now. So I mean, his eyes are not, you know, perfectly fixed or anything like that. But yeah, so anyway, I've got some comments, people agreeing with the IVF stuff. That's super important when you talk about that. Yes, this is us creating false hope, right? Ridiculous. Um, can we talk about how important this is for men to be healthy? Yeah, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Low T is an epidemic, right? Hormone imbalance in males, epidemic levels. <laughs> I was... I'll tell you a story, right? So I have some friends that are rock stars. I have some friends that go on stadium tours and sell out the stadiums. I have some friends who are traditional old school rock stars who get laid a lot, right? And I joke with them endlessly about how I go, I feel really bad for groupies in the year 2020 because they have to sleep with all the current rock stars and they all have dad bods. And I feel really bad for them. I'm like, I need to get back in the game just so they could be a musician who's ripped. <laughs> it's terrible. These guys drinking every night with their freaking dad bods. It's crazy. Yeah. So this goes both ways. Dudes, step up your fucking game for real. But now, now we're going to dig into this, this other thing I want to talk about, which is this ego and insecurity thing. It literally just, that was perfect timing. It just spit out into the camera and I'm going to tell you something that I want to talk about. It's a really big deal. Okay. So Here's what happened with this plastic surgery thing. Michelle, I love what you're saying there. Yes, I know that a lot of women, that's going to be a chin check for you. I probably just hit you right on the chin, right? When a, when a little hot girl chimes in or a girl that's considered super attractive, right, by, by societal standards, and, and it's like the overweight women or the women that really hate their body, they don't want to like jump down that girl's throat and be like, oh, how dare you? You're sexy. You know, it's like, don't just remind the girl everybody's emotions are everybody's emotions. I was crazy insecure at the peak of my music success. I was insecure. On TV, I was insecure. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It was just, you can't help the way that you feel. You got to have empathy for people. Um, so here's the next part I want to dig into. I have some serious ego work to do. And I want you guys to see how this kind of works through in my head, how these things come up. So I've been a little bit, um, a little less active on social media this week. And I'm going to tell you why. So the, the plastic surgery thing happened. And I want to apologize to all of my Clovis fellas. All the dudes in Clovis, all of my one-on-one -on -one clients in Clovis, I got to apologize to you, okay? And here's why. So this entire plastic surgery event, I was kind of felt like it was surreal. And then I heard that someone won an award for the most chest implants for men in a clinic. And I was fuming. I mean, fuming. Like, 
it triggered me, 100% triggered me. And maybe this is because I know what I've been through physically, emotionally, spiritually, like over the last 18 years to become the version of Justin that you see right now. This extremely fit individual who is super confident and super secure and, you know, working on self-love and helping other people living a life of service. And I'm well-traveled and, you know, I'm, I'm good at martial arts and all these things that I've learned over the years, right? Maybe, maybe I got triggered because I still kind of suck at self-love. Maybe I got triggered because I was wildly insecure for 27 years, or maybe I got triggered because I grew up as a little freaking criminal, right? Getting into street fights and getting arrested and shit and drowning in toxic masculinity that is the Northeast, like that Rhode Island, Boston culture, you know what I mean, right? So I'm not sure, but this chest implant thing for men hit me so hard that I had to dive into self-reflection and I stayed there for a couple days. Um, so this is what my process looks like. We're going we're gonna to walk through my process here, okay? So I got home from the gig and it was super late. Should have just went to bed, but I decided to heat up the sauna. I sat in the sauna, grabbed my journal, started doing some journaling. It's probably like one in the morning, right? And I got some serious insights out of that journaling. And the next morning, I dug even deeper into this of, of why this triggered me so much. And what did I find? Well, I started digging into actual correspondences and really doing some investigative work on myself. And what I found is that I treat male clients drastically different than I treat female clients. And I am really not okay with this. And I really need to apologize to the male clients out there for sure. And uh, and some of you might be watching and some of you are gonna be listening to this and you're gonna hear what I say. And and um, yeah, this, this, this is directed at you, okay? So what kind of differences? Well, I noticed that I use the word fuck probably 10 times more in correspondence with males. Um, I use phrases like, I really don't know what to tell you here. I don't have any fancy tricks for your complete lack of discipline. Or I'll use phrases like, you know, at some point, you're gonna have to suck it up and actually follow the fucking plan I gave you. Or I'll take the drill sergeant approach with things like fitness and say, yeah, I get it, you're sore, but that has nothing to do with your body's ability to work out or train, so do your workout today. Blah, 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 right? And when I start digging into this, I notice that it's like there are two different human beings inside of me. So this is the practice of self-awareness in action, okay? Now, I'm just thinking out loud here. I am sharing openly and honestly, but I just want you guys to know, I've talked about this in the past. This is how I talk to myself. That's what I've noticed. It's easier for me to see myself reflected in a male client, and it's easier for me to talk to that male client the way that I talk to myself. So this is the way that I've talked to myself my whole life. It's how I've always talked to myself. And when I did the podcast about journaling, I've talked to you guys about this, journaling and New Year's resolutions and all that. And I told you that me and my therapist have this term, we call it my motherfucker voice. And that's how I talk to myself, like you motherfucker, right? Everybody thinks that I'm some kind of Zen master. I'll tell you what, I, I did, I had two sessions of uh, transcendental meditation, mantra meditation. I had two sessions of mantra meditation today. I spent time in the sauna. I got a workout in. I journaled. I did all of my things, right? And then this network of smoke detectors started going off in my house. This is like the fourth or fifth time this has happened to me where the smoke detectors, which are all in interconnected because of the Airbnb situation, it's a requirement, they start going off and they will not shut off. No matter what I do, they won't shut off. They were going off for about 20 minutes until 
Well, needless to say, Justin now needs to buy new fire, needs to buy new smoke detectors because there were smoke detector bits all over the house after 20 minutes of this madness, okay? So that was my solution to turning off the noise, right? I lose it, I can easily lose it just like any other normal person. This is a part of life, right? I still have emotions. And I've been trying like hell to change that motherfucker voice where every time I do something like, you know, I pull a smoke detector off the ceiling, smash it on the ground, Hulk smash, and then I go, ah, you stupid motherfucker, why'd you do that, right? And then I grab another one and chuck it at the wall. Oh, okay, that's another one. Why, why did you do that, right? So what happens is I'm still trying to change these things in myself. But I think the fact that I've been able to see it now in the way that I treat other males might actually help me get a handle on this thing once and for all to really dig into the ego here, to really practice the self-awareness and catch myself doing these things. And here's the really odd thing. The really odd thing that I've noticed because I practice self-awareness every single day and I'm trying to figure out exactly how these things work. The odd thing that I've noticed is this is only a problem if I am talking about nutrition or fitness. That is it, okay? I will only talk harshly to males if I'm talking about nutrition or fitness. Now, what I mean by that is I literally travel the world in spiritual circles. I am called a healer by some people. I won't even go down that road with you guys. That's all behind the scenes stuff, right? But I have very spiritual friends and I participate in everything from plant medicine ceremonies to entrepreneurship masterminds. And I am unbelievably empathetic with males. I tell my male friends that I love them. I give them long, deep hugs. We talk about insecurities. We talk about childhood trauma. We talk about self-love, all sorts of things. I've had my male friends cry on my shoulders, right? I have been in men's groups in Thailand and everywhere around the world, right? I'm very, very good in these settings. I do extremely well in these settings. I'm very vulnerable in these settings. I share openly. I let other people share openly with me but the conversation turns to fitness or nutrition and out comes my motherfucker voice and I'm basically telling dudes that they need to stop being little bitches. So I don't know what that's about, right? But the story I'm telling doesn't really have a conclusion here. I'm just kind of rambling. Sorry, I know this is an AMA. You're here for like, you know, question answering or whatever. I'm just kind of rambling. But I absolutely love when I'm able to find a little thread and pull it and reveal some whole new part of my ego that I wasn't even fully aware existed. I knew that I had this problem of negative self-talk. I didn't realize how I was projecting that negative self-talk onto other people that remind me of myself, people that I can see myself reflected in clearly. I can't see myself reflected in a 250 pound housewife with six kids. I can't see little Justin reflected in that, right? So I can't see little 16 year old self where I'm going, Hey, motherfucker, lift heavier weights. You should be able to bench press 225 at 16 years old. You should take more ephedrine pills. You should get rid of that fat. Like, get on the get on the treadmill, fatty, right? That's what I did to myself. I did that to myself for years, for years and years and years. And then I see myself reflected in these men that are overweight and trying to get their shit together. And I'm like, get your shit together, motherfucker, right? That's no way for me to be with them. I got to figure that out, right? And this right here, this what I am sharing with you in this moment is the reason why I scream self-awareness from the rooftops every single AMA. And I just want you guys to journal every day and meditate every day and practice self-awareness and analyze your own behavior. Because even just five or six years ago, I would have never even noticed that the pec implants, how they made me feel. 
I would have felt angry. I wouldn't have known why I felt angry. I would have drank six more shots of Jameson and not cared about feeling angry. Then I would have never given it another thought, right? This is why the daily practice is absolutely essential for self-awareness. So to all my Clovis dudes, I'm sorry if I've been hard on you. And I know some of you um, respond well to that. I know the David Goggins bullshit. I can't stand it. I can't stand it, right? It's, uh, it doesn't matter if you're hurt. It doesn't matter if you got injuries. Get out there. Do it every day. Do it every day. Anti-survival. Be really stupid. Hurt yourself over and over and over. I, I can't handle that stuff, okay? So I don't want to be that guy. And I promise you, I'm going to work on it. I promise you, I'm going to get better. I promise you, I'm going to reflect on it every day. When it does inevitably come out again, like throwing the smoke detectors comes out, I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to shut it down. And I'm going to do my best to get better. This is the work, ladies and gentlemen. This is the work, the daily work. And I always want to share that with you guys. This plastic surgery thing has been huge. Opened up great, beautiful conversations with so many people. Opened up things that I was able to see in myself, how I deal with my male clients, issues of self-awareness, having these really important conversations about things like IVF, having these really important conversations of what do you do when you dropped 150 pounds the unhealthy way and you got a whole bunch of skin hanging off you? What do you do? They're talking about the self-awareness, the self-reflection, the really understanding yourself before you go under the knife. Ladies and gentlemen, before you go under the knife, that's a huge, huge decision, okay? We need this self-awareness. We need this self-reflection, self-love, daily practice, daily practice, okay? What do we got here? We got, that's pretty deep, dude, self-love. This is cool. All right, let me see. I'm reading, sorry, I'm just reading comments out loud. Oh, bud. Yeah, uh, you're probably referring to the, the smoke detectors, I would imagine. Gonna need some new smoke detectors. Call my Airbnb girl and be like, hey, that's weird. There's three smoke detectors missing. I don't know what the guests must have done with those smoke detectors. Must have been one hell of a party, right? <laughs> Crazy. All right, uh, inner child. Yes, love this. Mike, yeah, bro, I feel you. Awesome. Laura, thank you for sharing, Justin. I've grown through my own shadow and ego work, but have grown just as much through hearing how others have worked through their own. Yes, this is storytelling. Storytelling. You want to change the world? Storytell. This is what I try to tell you guys all the time. Do not go out there and try to be a little Clovis warrior and try to win nutrition debates at the dinner table with your crazy uncle. That's not going to do anything. And you're not prepared to do it. You do not have the knowledge to do that. I assure, I promise you, you don't. Okay. So don't go out and just repeat what you heard Justin say and parrot this stuff and make a fool out of yourself. Don't do that. Okay. That is all ego, 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 wanting to be right. Just tell your story. You should literally throw your hands up and go, I don't know. And they ask about the, how does that work? Well, isn't all that fat going to kill you? I don't know. I've lost a hundred pounds in the last 12 months. How much have you lost, Auntie Sue? Hmm? Tell your story. Storytelling is how you change the world. People act on emotions. When their ego wall is up, they're going to pepper you. They're going to ask you about science. They're going to ask you where the studies are. They're going to ask you for information. And they don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. That is their ego. That's their defense mechanism. It's basically them plugging their ears and going, nah, 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 I don't want to hear you. They're seven-year-old children when they're asked, where are the studies? Where are the studies? Shut up. It's ridiculous, right? So people act on emotion. You want to change lives? Share your story. And this is why you guys may have seen this in the Clovis Academy. 
I'm going to do daily prompts seven days a week. I am going to ask you to engage in these groups. They are named on each day. We had Transformation Tuesday. Today was Where You At Wednesday, and I'm going to keep doing this. There's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, too. We're going to do it every single day. And I want you guys to participate and I want you to cheer on the newbies. I want the Clovis OGs cheering on the newbies. I want the newbies asking questions to the Clovis OGs. Engagement, engagement, share your story, share your story, scream it from the rooftops. This is how we change the world, everybody. On the Transformation Tuesday, I saw a bunch of amazing comments from people who have never sent me a testimony. Never. Never told me how much weight they lost. Never told me how their life has been transformed. I didn't, some, for some people, this is the first time I'm hearing their transformation story. We need the ripple effects. We need the ripple effects to change the world. I need those stories. I need those stories. The world needs those stories. Be brave. Put your story out there. You, I promise you, you don't need to be a PhD in biochemistry. You don't need to fight that battle. All you have to do is share your story. That's it. Share your story. That's how we change the world. All right? And I'll share my story with you every step of the way. And I got a bunch of injectable peptides in the refrigerator that I'm about to get crazy with. And I'll share that with you guys too. What else we got? Denise, so appreciate your vulnerability, but whoo, I'm glad I'm not a dude because I couldn't handle that from you. Yeah, I can be, I can be real hard on dudes for sure. You know, and I, I, I said such crazy things to dudes. I really, when I, when I think back on it, it's like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, it's, I'm, maybe it's like a dominance thing or something. It's like, I got to remind these dudes that I'm like the ultimate alpha male. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah, I'm super fit and really trained in a lot of things, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I mean, I'm trying to, I think somewhere in my brain, I'm trying to motivate them, but somewhere in my brain, it's 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 all inner child stuff. I know it's inner child stuff. It's inner child stuff, it's self-love. It's me screaming at that 16 year old, you know, when I was boxing two hours a day and lifting weights and running on a treadmill an hour a day and taking ephedrine pills and eating super low fat, super high carb. And then, you know, in college I was, lifting weights in the morning, then going to class, then going and boxing for two hours, just murdering myself, right? So th I think that's the dude, that's the version of myself that I'm screaming at when I have these interactions with these males where I'm just uber aggressive, uber alpha. Um, so I'll figure it out. I'll get there. We're growing every day, each and every day, everybody. Self-love and just, yeah, self-awareness. Practice self-awareness. So I hope this shed some light on any of you who are considering plastic surgery or anything. If you ever want to reach out and talk to me about that, that's totally fine. Um, but I also think you should go in the groups. If you're not a paid member, go to imclovis.com slash start. Just become a member. You can afford it. I don't care what financial situation you're in. You can afford it. I promise you. It's $27 a month. Iamclovis.com slash start. Join, get in the membership, get in those I Am Clovis uh, conversations in the Facebook group, the private group, and then get access to the whole membership platform. And yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. So get in there, get yourself a membership. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. AMA number 101. I'll call this one plastic surgery or something. I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. Click the happy button, click the love button, the like button, share this on your page, tag your friends in it if you think they need to hear it. Um, yeah, go out. Everybody that I know that has plastic surgery is like super open to talk about it and down to talk about it. Um, I actually have some people considering doing complete reversals and stuff, and I'm sure they'd be more than happy to talk to some of you who have maybe already done it, or maybe you're not as far down the road and like looking into how to reverse these things or whatever. Like I said, I have helped clients go through reversing uh, sleeves, gastric sleeves. I've, I've helped them reverse that and take that off for a much healthier life. Um, so a lot of this stuff, it's a really big deal, okay? So um, 
Marjorie, thank you for being, so you're very welcome. I will always try to be as open as I can. That's it. Clovis is a brand of authenticity. That's that's all I care about. So anyway, um, I love you guys. AMA 101, go get some sleep, get off the screens, put on your blue blockers. I'm gonna put on my super red blackout blue blockers because there's a book I really wanna read on my Kindle before bed tonight. I couldn't get it on paperback, so it's only on Kindle. Um, but anyway, uh, I love you guys. Happy AMA day. I'll talk to you tomorrow in the groups. All right, good night. Bye-bye.